On today's show, should Heat fans be taking a victory lap around Joe Cronin and the Trailblazers? And do the Heat have the NBA's newest version of the Splash Brothers? We talk about all of that, plus get to some of the latest injury updates ahead of the Heat's West Coast swing. We do all of that and more on today's Locked on Heat. You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I am Wes Goldberg, NBA media member and editor at allyoucanheat.com. Without me today, my usual co-host, David Romil, so I am going solo, however you're tuning in, on YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off on your first purchase. Got a good show for you today. I do want to get to what Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero are doing in a minute, but I want to start with this conversation that's been simmering for a while among Heat fans. And it has something to do with the Damian Lillard trade negotiations over the summer that were toxic at the time. And after the Damian Lillard trade was done, and of course he was end- he ended up getting sent to Milwaukee, I was hoping that we would just be done with this. All right. And if you're, uh, if you've been listening to me on this show since then, you know how I feel about everything that went down then and since then. I think we've, been talking about the Damian Lillard trade all wrong. I thought we were talking about it wrong during, in the moment. And I think we've even been worse at talking about it since it went down where he did not get traded to Miami. Portland got what they got from Phoenix and from Milwaukee and from Boston and all these things. We've just been completely wrong about how we've been talking about this. And I will explain that here in a minute. But what, what Heat fans have been doing lately, when Jaime goes off, for 31 points on Christmas, it isn't just, it's not enough just to celebrate Jaime Hakez Jr. and the steal of the draft that he is and everything that he's done and the fact that he's just one of five rookies to score 30 plus points on Christmas and all these things that he's doing for this team. It's not enough to just celebrate Jaime and what he means to the Miami Heat. A lot of fans are using it as an opportunity to circle back to Portland and dunk on Joe Cronin and say, this is what you missed out on. As if he knew or anybody knew that this was what Jaime was going to be. And I'm not here defending Cronin. I'm not here defending Portland. I thought they handled the entire Damian Lillard trade wrong in the summer. And I thought that it was malpractice to not even engage with the Heat in negotiations just to see what they could get. Um, but I've covered that. And now to for, for fans to say see what Jaime does... On any given night when he goes off and say, look, look at Portland. Ha ha. This is what you could have had. I just don't think we can have it both ways. I, I I think we could celebrate Jaime for the surprise that he is and the steal of the draft that he is. But you don't have to say, well, you should have seen this coming. You know what I mean? Like you just, it doesn't work that way. He Jaime Hawkeyes Jr. can't be the steal of the draft. And at the same time, something that. Joe Cronin and the Blazers should have seen coming because nobody saw this coming. That's why he was the 18th pick in the draft. I think the Heat really liked Jaime Hawkeyes Jr. I don't think that they thought he would be scoring 31 points against the 76ers in a primetime game on national television. I don't think anybody thought that. And if anybody tells you that the Heat knew that that was going to be happening, they're lying to you, right? Because the Heat would be the first people to tell you, wow, this is really impressive. So it can't be impressive and also something that everybody should have seen coming at the same time. It does not work that way. You can't have it both ways. 
So with that in mind, every time that Jaime Hawkins Jr. has a great game, when Tyler Hero uh, goes off for 30 points, when Duncan Robinson is having the renaissance that he's having, instead of just celebrating it, I, I don't like that Heat fans are being like, look at what you could have had. It doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense in part because the Trailblazers never really literally turned that down. They never really turned anything down. The problem with Portland and Miami was that negotiations never happened. So to sit here and act like, and if if anybody can act like, oh, this is, this is for sure what the Trailblazers turned down, what they could have had. And this is what Miami was willing to put on the table and Portland just didn't engage. If you hear any of that stuff, it's wrong. Don't like it doesn't it doesn't work that way, okay? Because the Heat people can even sit here and say this is what we would have been willing to include in a Damian Lillard trade in the moment, but they could be lying. They could be lying to themselves. They could be lying to any sources, media, whoever, right? Because they don't know how negotiations would have played out. They don't know what they would have ended up doing. Push come to shove. Here's what I know that happened, and I, I reported this at, at, in late June when the Heat were uh, kind of gearing up to make an offer for Damian Lillard because everybody knew what was coming. Damian Lillard makes his trade request on July 1st, and then the Heat uh, had a brief conversation in Las Vegas in early July with Portland's front office, and it didn't go very far. And what I know at the, what I knew at the time, and I know now, is that Miami was ready to include the, the two first-round picks, Tyler Hero or Kyle Lowry, but... Everybody kind of understood that if Portland was going to take Miami's offer, it would probably be Tyler Hero because he's just the better asset. And at least one of the two rookies or, or the two young guys between Nikola Jovic and Jaime Hakas Jr. They didn't want to include Caleb Martin in that deal. I reported that in late June. It's been reported uh, by other places since. They thought that Caleb Martin would be necessary to building a championship roster with Bam and Jimmy and with Damian Lillard. But I can't tell you that they would never they would never have included him had negotiations actually occurred. Nobody knows what Miami was willing to offer Portland because those negotiations never happened. So nobody could tell you what that was because it never happened. And what's strange about it now is that we're judging the Damian Lillard trade to Milwaukee and what Portland got from Milwaukee and from Boston and from Phoenix and all those moving parts. We're judging what Portland got for their superstar player, not based on what they actually received, but based on what people think they could have gotten from the Miami Heat. And I think Portland fans were were ridiculous celebrating the trade that they got. Only because, and I looked at the message boards, and you see it on Twitter, and you see it all on the stuff, we didn't do it with Miami. And that's all they cared about. That's all they cared about. They could have gotten a bag of Cheetos from Milwaukee for Damian Lillard. And they said, well, at least those Cheetos didn't come from the Heat. And they would have been happy with it. Okay? That's what it felt like. And so... I think they were wrong in celebrating the the trade that they got because I actually don't think they got a whole lot. I didn't think it at the time, and it doesn't really look like they got a whole lot now because DeAndre Ayton hasn't been good for them. Malcolm Brogdon's been fine, but not a meaningful piece for them, and they're probably going to trade him in, in in February anyway. And I know Portland fans think, oh, reigning sixth man of the year, we're going to get a bunch for him. I don't see it out there. We'll see. Maybe a late protected first-round pick, something. Like, awesome, congrats. It's another asset. Cool. You're not getting a ton from Malcolm Brogdon at this point. Um, the other pieces haven't really worked out. Scoot Henderson looks good. Uh, now it was a rough start. He's looking better. I'm not giving up on Scoot Henderson. I don't think anybody logically is giving up on Scoot Henderson, but it's, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter because they never engaged with Miami in the first place. And so I go back to what the heat have and what the trailblazers have. 
And those are the things that I think each individual fan base should be worried about, right? The Damian Lillard trade is going to be good for Portland based on what they got back, not based on what they could have got. That doesn't make sense. And we've never judged a trade that way, right? We look at the Rudy Gobert trade based on what actually happened, what occurred. We thought it was an overvalue and an overpay when it happened. Walker Kessler, all the first-round picks, all those things that Utah got, and it didn't look great now. And a year later, it kind of looks good because the Timberwolves might be the best team in the West, right? They have, one of the, they have one of the best records in the NBA. So it's still too soon to tell whether or not they got fleeced on the Gobert deal or if it worked out, right? Kevin Durant going to Phoenix. It doesn't look great right now. The, the, the Bradley Beal thing doesn't work, look great right now, but nobody's saying that based on what they could have gotten or, or what they what they could have or should have traded for Bradley Beal or what they should have done instead of Bradley Beal. It just doesn't look good because he's not healthy, right? And the Kevin Durant deal doesn't look great because maybe they gave up too much. Maybe they're a little too eager to give Brooklyn everything instead of holding out the way that Miami held out and ultimately did not get Damian Lillard, right? But they weren't willing to put everything on the table right away. And maybe, maybe they never would have been. Who knows? We don't know. So I, I don't love the conversation that's happening because there's really no reason for Miami and Portland fans to go at each other anymore. And for any of this toxic stuff to even occur. and. I bring it up because the Heat have something going here. And I actually think there is something to be said about dodging a bullet is too strong. That's too strong of a phrase. So I don't want to use it. I'm just struggling to find the other words for it. It's almost like, hey, if they would have gotten Damian Lillard for Portland, I think they would have been happy with the purchase, for instance, right? Like you go to the mall, you try something on in the dressing room and it looks one way and then you bring it home and it doesn't really look the same way anymore. But it's still the same piece of clothing and and you spend some money on it and it's a nice piece of clothing. But maybe you're just a little, a little bit disappointed. It's not as great as when you tried it on the first time. It might not be the thing you thought you were initially getting. I think if Damian Lillard would have come to Miami, they would have been very happy with him. But you look at the the shooting percentages uh, dipping in Milwaukee, and it does look like the age is starting to become a factor with him. And maybe there is a little bit of relief on Miami's front office as part of, you know, we didn't go all in for this guy who's clearly aging, and maybe his best basketball is behind him. Um, if you make that trade for Damian Lillard, you understand that you're basically already making it for the first two years of that contract anyway, and you're sort of biting the bullet on those next two years after that. But based on the the age starting to show for Dame, and he's still having a good year in Milwaukee, I, I still believe in the, that the Milwaukee Bucks are probably better than they were last year, and that Damian, the Damian Lillard trade will work for them, I think. But if you're Miami, you look at what's going on there and the fact that Jaime has been better than anybody anticipated that Tyler Hero has taken a leap, that Duncan Robinson has evolved as a player, and all these things, all these parts that were rumored to be in the mix for a Damian Lillard trade, it should be enough that you have these players. And that's it. Because I don't even know that the Heat need Damian Lillard, and they might, in in a moment of truth, say, we never liked how the summer went down, but maybe we're a little grateful for how it went down. Because the fact that we never got into those negotiations in the first place might have saved us from having to pay a player a lot of money down the line and kept these great storylines in-house in Miami. And for that reason, I think Heat fans should celebrate what you have. Don't worry about those guys over in Portland. Don't worry about what should have, could have, or maybe could have been. You don't need to worry about that. Just let it go, right? Because you're losing sight of the main story here that's the heat have a few awesome players and they might not need Damian Lillard to get to where it is that they want to go anyway 
Speaking of, do the Heat have the closest thing to the new Splash Brothers on their roster? We talk about that next here on Locked on Heat. Today's episode of Locked on Heat is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked on Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us in this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. And the guy I'm looking at right now is Jalen Johnson from the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, If Jalen Johnson was dropped in your league because of his injury earlier in the year, make sure you grab him now. He's returning from injury uh, in the coming games. And before he went down, he was arguably Atlanta's second best player. And I might only say that because you just sort of assume that Trey Young is their best player. You could make a credible argument that Jalen Johnson was their best player before the injury happened. So now that he's coming back, they're going to give him the ball. They're going to get him back. They're going to want to see, okay, was that just a fluke or is this something real? And the Hawks love Jalen Johnson. They've loved him actually for a couple of years now. I think they're going to want to give him the ball, see what happens, expand his game, give him an opportunity to really shine here because they want to know what they have because they also have some big decisions to make too. Uh, You've got national reporters saying that, hey, like, like Shams, Mark Stein saying that, the word in the NBA right now is that Atlanta could be shopping DeJounte Murray between now and the trade deadline. So if they do end up trading DeJounte Murray, that's only going to potentially mean more opportunities for Jalen Johnson as the season goes on. So again, if he was dropped because of his prior injury, go pick him up right now because you're not going to regret that. That guy can ball. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors, as a championship team, is about each player being a perfect fit. That's the same thing with your vehicle. If you have... uh. Uh, a problem with your vehicle and maybe you have an experience where you know you were looking for parts in the past and it just didn't work out and you you didn't love the sailing the sales process you didn't maybe necessarily get along with with the the shop that you got the car from um just try ebay motors right uh look everybody loves their car you need it a to b get to work all these things the last thing you need is an issue with it and you want to when you do have an issue with it you want to go somewhere reliable and somewhere that you can trust. eBay Motors is that place. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items apply. Exclusions apply. Thanks again for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked on Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, let's get into these numbers. Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, what they have done this season has been pretty incredible. And I think we need to start noticing it. Uh, In other words, the Duncan Robinson evolution has been amazing. We had him on the show a couple weeks ago uh, for an exclusive sit-down interview from Heat Practice. And he was so forthcoming and so insightful and so honest about what he's gone through the last couple of years and how he had to bounce back from 
the finger surgery that he had, to being out of the rotation, to getting back into the rotation because he had to be because Tyler Hero got hurt and then he was in the playoffs and how that successful playoff run for him set the stage for what this season has been, which has essentially been a Duncan Robinson renaissance or the Duncan right? That's what this has been. And so much focus on that has been on the fact that he's evolved as a passer and a playmaker and a dribble drive threat and all these things. That's been awesome. And all that stuff has legitimately been great. He's shooting like 50%, literally 49.5% from the field, uh, career high in assists, career high in points. All that stuff is awesome. And I don't mean to gloss over it, but I do think we have talked so much about it that we lose sight sometimes of the skill that truly makes Duncan Robinson elite. The thing that he is truly elite at, in other words. And that's still the three-point shooting. It's still the three-point shooting. It's the thing that he's the best at and arguably the best in the league at. Among players who are attempting at least seven three-point attempts per game this season, Duncan Robinson has the highest shooting percentage in the league. He is shooting 44.9%, so 45% from three-point range on 7.1 attempts per game. Out of all the players who have taken at least seven threes per game this season, averaging at least seven threes per game this season, Duncan Robinson has the highest shooting percentage. But guess who's right behind him? Right behind him is Tyler Hero at 42.7% overall on eight attempts per game. Now, he's not played as much as Duncan Robinson and some other players on this list. But it's not exactly breaking news that Tyler Hero is a good three-point shooter either. So I expect these numbers to to kind of keep going. I don't know that he's going to shoot 43% from three all year long, but he's going to be around there. He's that good of a shooter. And I sometimes argue that he might be Miami's best three-point shooter, maybe even better than Duncan Robinson because of how dynamic he can do it uh, with the pull-up game and all those things. So let me frame this another way. Behind Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, players who are averaging at least seven three-point attempts per game in order of shooting percentage, Behind Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, C.J. McCollum, Steph Curry, Tyrese Halliburton, Kobe White, Paul George, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Anthony Simons, Boyan Bogdanovich. That's the list. That entire group are elite, elite shooters, MVP candidates uh, in Steph Curry and Tyrese Halliburton, arguably. Um, You know, one of the best uh, guards and and shooters in the league over the last decade in C.J. McCollum. Paul George, who's a knockdown shooter. Like these are like Bogdan Bogdanovich and, and Boyan Bogdanovich, who are just scorers. Anthony Simons, again from Portland, an awesome three point shooter and has been his entire career. That's quite the list. And Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero are on the top in the NBA. Two Miami Heat players are the best volume three point shooters in the league this season. That's not my opinion. The numbers are right there to show you. Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero are the closest thing that we have to a new Splash Brothers group. In today's NBA, you consider what Steph and Clay have been doing. Golden State has their own problems. We're going to see Golden State up close in, uh, in person Thursday night in San Francisco. But, you know, it's been an up and down year for Clay Thompson. It's been an up and down kind of couple of years after those two, uh, you know, catastrophic leg injuries that he had. Steph Curry is still awesome. The Warriors overall have struggled so far this season. They've got their whole drama with Draymond Green and all that stuff. But they're still the Splash Brothers, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. When I use that Splash Brothers verbiage, I know it's 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 bordering on the edge of hyperbolic and and I don't mean to do that. I'm just trying to kind of paint the picture for you as to what it is that Duncan and Tyler are doing. And you go from last year when the Miami Heat were in the bottom five in three-point shooting percentage overall versus the year before that when the Heat were the number one seed, uh, Kyle Lowry's first year that season, they were the number one 
three-point shooting team in the league. And I remember going into the season and saying, this team probably isn't the best three-point shooting team in the league. Like, if we're being honest about it, right? Like, are do you really think that the Heat are as good of a three-point shooting team as the Warriors or some of these other teams? Like, like this new Phoenix Suns group? Like, no. No, you don't. Come on. So I thought, okay, it's probably they're probably not one of the worst five, but they're probably not number one. But if they can kind of stay in the top ten in, in terms of three-point shooting rate, I think that's going to be a big win. Well, guess what happened? They're even better than they were two years ago in just raw percentage. They're back to number one in the league in three-point shooting percentage, shooting uh, almost 40% from three-point range for the season. And a big part of that is Duncan Robinson bouncing back from essentially a two-year shooting slump, right? He shot about 37%. Uh, two years ago, which is still good, but not great for for Duncan, who's usually a 40% three-point shooter, and about 33% last year in a limited sample size. He barely played because he was mostly out of the rotation. And then Tyler Hero has been a great three-point shooter this entire time. He was kind of the only good three-point shooter last year for Miami. He's still good. And then you get like bounce backs from everybody else too, but it's really Duncan and Tyler Hero carrying this group. And so for that reason, I think the Heat should maximize their time on the floor together. I think we should really explore this, right? What can you do? What could a team with Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo doing the Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo things, what can they do with even more space? Because the scattering report is out on Duncan Robinson. Close out. When he's open, five alarm fire for the defense. Make sure you close out. And that's why those dribble drive things have been available to him. When he attacks those closeouts, you know, he's able to get all the way to the basket. Only 1% of his shots this year have been from the mid-range. That's because when those guys, when those defenders close out, he's just got an open runway right to the rim. And that's extremely useful, and that's why he evolved his game. But the main trigger is the three-point shot. And it doesn't just open stuff up for Duncan. It opens up stuff for Jimmy and for Bam. And look, I'm not breaking news. We've seen the Bam and, and Duncan Robinson two-man two game succeed for years already, right? So that's important. But imagine for a second what it could be if both of those guys were on the court together. Now, I know there are going to be defensive concerns with that. I get that, and I hear that. But Tyler's gotten better on that end. Duncan has gotten better on that end. And based on some of the other options right now in Miami's backcourt, like Kyle Lowry has not been an awesome point of attack defender. He's still been really good for Miami. His basketball IQ is very important to their overall team defense. Um, so that's a whole other thing. But like Josh Richardson has not been a great point of attack defender. Caleb Martin has actually taken a step back there. Jimmy Butler has really taken a step back as a point of attack defender this year too. So I don't know how much you're really losing. In other words, if you put Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson out there as your starting backcourt, I actually kind of like their size because those are the two biggest guards that they have. Right, Duncan's six seven, Tyler is six five six six. So at least you have some size out there. So I don't know. I want. I don't know that I would go so far as to say you got to start that group. I, you know, whatever. There's there's a lot of different factors that go into who starts and and who comes off the bench. And right now it seems like Tyler Hero is comfortable being a starter, and Duncan Robinson's just fine coming off the bench. But at least throughout the game, and, and Spo has done it here and there, and really over the last couple of years we've seen him experiment with those two guys on the court together a little bit more. But I'd really like to see what could happen with those two guys on the court for an extended time with Jimmy. And with Bam, and as Spo tries to find the right closing group, because he hasn't really found his hammer lineup yet this season, I do wonder if the hammer lineup for Miami, the lineup that is their best group to close games, is something that includes Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and one other forward, whether it be Caleb Martin or Jaime Hawkes or, or Haywood Highsmith or whoever Spo lands on there. I'd be really interested to see what that lineup could do with a little bit more of an opportunity. But let's not forget Duncan Robinson. He's back, baby. Best volume three-point shooter in the league this year. And Tyler Hero, he's right behind him. And that's something that the Heat should really lean on. Um, all right, coming up next, the Heat got good news about Jimmy Butler, who's missed the last three games of the calf sprain. I'll tell you what it is. 
after this. Today's episode of Locked on Heat is brought to you by Game Time. Look, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game Time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, and even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute seats. I do this for baseball games all the time because I don't really care if I miss the first two innings of a Marlins game, but it's right around the corner, and me and my wife could be like, hey, what are we doing this afternoon? It's a Saturday. Let's let's go see if we can get into a Marlins game for cheap, and we've done it a bunch of times. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, basketball, Baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account, redeem the code locked on NBA for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thanks for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and on your favorite podcast app. Thanks to everybody listening to our Christmas Day episode, breaking down the Miami Heat's win over the Philadelphia 76ers. For most more post-game reactions throughout the season, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, scroll down, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you're not already. And of course, if you're listening on the podcast app, make sure you follow us to get us in your inbox first thing every day. All right, some quick injury updates now. We'll start with Jimmy Butler, who has missed the last three games due to a calf strain that he suffered in that Minnesota Timberwolves game. He is traveling with the Miami Heat uh, to San Francisco on Wednesday night. The Heat will practice Wednesday They'll uh, all take off from there to go to San Francisco. They, of course, play the Warriors on Thursday night. So Jimmy Butler is going to be part of the uh, brigade there. He's he's making the trip with Miami. But still, we don't know if he's going to play in that game. But that's the good news. That's the good news, okay? It sounds like he's starting to near a return there. Uh, in terms of the other injuries, Haywood Highsmith missed the Christmas game with an illness. Still no uh, telling on whether or not he will be back. I think that's going to be something that they monitor on Wednesday. Again, at practice, today's Tuesday as I'm recording this. No need for Miami to file an injury report on Tuesday because the game's on Thursday. So we haven't gotten anything official here outside of that. Josh Richardson still um, still questionable with the back. Caleb Martin uh, missed the second half, most of the game on Christmas, but missed the entire second half because he sprained his, right, uh, his ankle in the first half. So TBD on all of those players. Uh, if they're without all of them, that's four of their better perimeter defenders-ish, I guess. Um, definitely Jimmy Butler, Haywood Highsmith, and Caleb Martin. Like, if without those three guys, it's going to be tough to defend the Warriors and and some of these other teams that are on this this West Coast trip coming up. But uh, they do hope to get those guys back at some point during the West Coast trip. And, and you got to and, and you hope that Jimmy Butler might be coming back uh, as soon as Thursday night after missing the last three games. But if he doesn't come back, expect Jaime Hamas, uh, uh Jaime Hakez Jr. to get the start again in Jimmy's place. He's done a great job doing an impression of Jimmy Butler lately. Um, and so that would be the case there, but obviously you hope to get your star player back. So we'll see what happens. But for now, thanks for making locked on heat. Your first listen every day, hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on your podcast app and locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel on YouTube. 
Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel.